Hello, hello. I am here. I am here. I'm here. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about surrender. What does it mean? Um, I can only tell you what it means for me, what it's meant for me, and how it continues to help me on my journey. Surrender. It's a term that you hear a lot when you're moving along on your spiritual journey, on your path towards truth, your path towards real reality. Surrender. What does it mean? How do you surrender? For me, when I first started to hear it, that term, it was very frustrating. It was very, very frustrating. Because I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know how. Like, what do you mean, surrender? What do, what do you mean, okay? Get out of my own way. So how am I in my own way? And how do I step aside? These are things that I did not understand. These are things that were very hard for me to grasp. It was just, it was so frustrating for me. I kept hearing it. Different people will appear in your life, you know, just because you, you got that signature of a high vibrational celestial being and who's waking up, a star that's being born. And that triggers an alarm for some people you attract these people who who have those light codes who have the message that you need to hear and it might not be able to be completely understood at the time that you hear it but those are the people who were meant to give you the message because later in your life it will make sense so surrender was one of the things that I've heard a lot. I tried and tried to get it to the frustration of the people who were telling me to surrender. Why? What am I surrendering? What am I giving up? Is it me? I've gotten so attached to who I am, my personality these things that matter these things that I look at as who I am and what makes me me my identity when in reality it's my ego so by surrendering I was meant to surrender my ego the parts of my ego that hold me back from becoming my highest self For me, during those times, it was very, very difficult. I couldn't surrender. I got bills to pay, car note. I got my daughter that I have to provide for. I have this image that I need to keep up. I make music. I got to wear nice clothes and and drive a nice car. I got to... Make sure my shoes look good and match 
my clothes and, and all these things that I took on, the weight, the baggage that I started to carry because of this identity that I thought was who I am when in reality, so far from who I am. It pales in comparison to who I am. Those things, they only are like ornaments on a Christmas tree. What's the point of putting ornaments on this Christmas tree to decorate the tree, to decorate death? The tree is no longer alive, it's dead. The tree was actually bred to die just to to then wear these ornaments, these shiny balls, silver and gold for one day out of the year into the system where the importance of that tree has been has been identified. It's been created. When in reality, trees are meant for so much more. They're meant to give life. They're meant to store life. They're meant to create beauty. There's so many more purposes for trees other than to be cut down and decorated for Christmas, to store presents under. So I use that analogy just so you can understand how we sometimes make ourselves like that Christmas tree. We dress ourselves up and we, we create this importance just for one minute reason. So if the December 25th, that day, you know, Christmas, one day out of the year, this tree was bred for this one day, just to die for this one day. That's how we treat ourselves. We kill ourselves literally by giving ourselves a purpose that pales in comparison to our real purpose. And then we dress ourselves up just to make ourselves feel like we're moving forward, like we're succeeding at this thing called life. Surrendering has a really, really huge part in releasing the identities that we create for ourselves, the identities that were handed down to us by our parents and, and, and our friends and just all the, the conditioning that's been done to us from us not knowing what our soul is asking of us. So for me, it was very hard to shed that. I had all these things that I had to, to curate. I had to take care of these things because of the external validation that I received from the others around me. Oh, good job. That's what made me feel good versus me actually making someone else feel good for helping them or, or using my gifts and who I am to do something for others that, that could, you know, save a life or just make one better. That holds so much more weight than receiving a 
good job for something that I did for myself. I had to surrender to that. Surrender. Put my hands up. I'm coming out. I give up. No more. If you're robbing a bank and then the cops are outside and then you surrender, you're giving up that mission that you set out on to, to, to rob that bank. You give up. So when it comes to these, this identity, I give up. I give up. No longer will I put personality in these flesh-driven uh, things above my soul. So I surrender. I give up. Every time you surrender a part of yourself, a part of your personality, something that's within you that you feel is you, you make room for true understanding of who you actually are and what you're actually here to do. And through surrendering is the only way to, to crack that code. It's the only way to solve that mission, to, to, to solve that investigation. For those of you out there, you know, who, who really, really care, what am I here to do? It's a question that you ask yourself, that you ask the sky that you cry about. Some of, some of us actually really care so much that it brings tears to our eyes. Surrender. Surrender control. That's the next step. Control. We feel that we have to have full control. Me in particular, I can only speak about myself. I needed to control my life. I needed to be the hero in my own life. And what I felt like being saved looked like was, sorry if you hear noise in the background, there's some construction going on over there but yeah there's a I needed to control just to 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 cater to this identity this personality that I created that I spent so many years building when in reality I, I had no clue like I'm just trying on different outfits and you know, putting on different costumes like it's Halloween, like I'm trying to figure out who I want to be for Halloween. So I'm putting on different personalities, putting on different identities and saying that that's me. Oh, I'm just a, a multi personality like split or something like, no. There may be many parts of who you are, just like a diamond has many sides. But the diamond is still a diamond and the diamond knows that it's a diamond. So when we're going through these personality shifts and changes and going into this fitting room and putting on these different outfits, we don't know who we are and we're trying to figure out who we are. But we mistake ourselves. Our ego tells you, no, you're just you're just look, you're just this is who you are. No, it's not. 
Maybe you dress like this. Maybe you dress like this. Maybe you dress like this. Well, who I actually am, the way I dress doesn't change anything about who I am. So when it gets to a certain point, the clothes you wear do not make who you are. So you can wear anything. And the people that you start to attract into your life, when you actually do value yourself and who you are and you put your soul first and you put yourself first, that self-love, the clothes that you wear do not determine the outcome of your actions or your, 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 your mission in life, the outcome of living, the outcome of existing. It's not controlled by what you wear. When you need to control an outcome and that's external of yourself, like to maybe get a job, then yes, what you wear matters. When you need to control the outcome that's external of yourself, like maybe going on that date, then yes, what you wear matters. When you need to control the outcome of something that's external of yourself to manipulate the world around you to make something, to get something that you want, then yes, what you wear matters. And then it gets to the point of how much what you wear costs and then how new it is. Like it never ends. It never ends. I had to surrender control over my life and what I felt like it needed to be. I needed money. I needed to have money. I needed to be somebody with a whole bunch of money. That's what I felt like I needed. That's what I thought respect comes from meanwhile I'm missing a huge part of who I am and I'm feeling it not with just money but with doing things for others over giving people pleasing it's a slippery slope once you get on once you get on that ride Start to people please. It doesn't end. Control. I needed control because I needed to be liked. And the people that I wanted to be liked by, they valued those parts of me that was able to do whatever was need what you know to keep up with the pace of life and and what it asks of you when you seek external validation to 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 define who you are and what you're here to do and then those people then control my reality i don't control my own reality so i had to surrender and understand that maybe these people aren't the people that i need in my life So I'm going to surrender and I'm going to let them fall away by not doing the things that I've been doing this whole time to keep them there. I'm going to surrender to the fact that maybe I'm not supposed to have any friends or maybe I'm supposed to have different friends who don't put value on what I can do for them through how I keep up myself. If you really care about who I am, then you won't require my self-care to look a certain way. 
that means that you get something out of that. My true self-care is literally as simple as taking a hot bath, like a salt bath and chilling, reading a book, going to the library, going to the park, chilling in nature, going to the art museum. That's true self-care for me. Taking care of my body, eating the right food, that's self-care. Not driving a certain car, looking a certain way. So when I stand next to others, they can benefit off of me being there just by the fact that I know them. The fact that we might go out and I'm the way that I am and I need everybody having fun. So I might be the one to buy everyone drinks. I might be the one to, you know, it gets to that point. But when it when it's when it's time for me to need something, no one's ever there. So, no, I surrender. I'm going to let you guys disappear, dissolve when I stop moving in the way that I was moving. Oh, so y'all are gone because I surrender to that. I let go. I chose to abandon that mission. If divine will and the universe are the police that come to this bank, right? It's not a jail that I'm going to, though. It's my freedom. Surrendering doesn't put me in captivity. Surrendering frees me. And that's when you look at society and how they paint certain pictures using that word. It's directly connected to surrender equals captivity. Surrender equals jail. Surrender equals loss. No, surrender equals freedom. Surrender equals peace. It equals true winning. Happiness. The ability to see the next level. Because you're out of your own way. It gets so much deeper than these 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 flesh things, surrendering. Parts of my identity that I felt were who I am. That I felt really, really meant something. The universe and, and everyone, everything, these moments that I go through that shows me that there is something so much more to this life than what I've been shown. Like, I hate to jump back into the religion thing, but even with that, I had to surrender. Because holding on to that, holding on to that identity, holding on to it, yes, is based out of fear because I'm afraid of where I might go if I listen to what's inside of me that's telling me you need to really, really, really take heed to what's being shown to you, to what you feel, to what you're seeing, to what you're knowing. You need to surrender to it. Give in. It's not easy. It's actually very, very difficult. It's very difficult. I had to tell my father one day, look, I don't really think 
that I'm Muslim. That's not something that my soul is telling me. <laughs> That's not something that my soul is telling me is important for its growth. I noticed that I'm only doing it one out of fear of what you would think of me, but also out of the love that I have for you because I don't want to hurt your feelings or, or something. I'm, I'm worried about what you're going to think and I'm worried about others in your community of what they'll think of you if your son isn't just like you in that regard of what he believes. I had this conversation with him and to my surprise you know I had to you know get ready for it <laughs> I had to prepare you know like my voice is shaky I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna say this to him I don't know what his reaction is gonna be is he gonna be mad at me but it was very simple his answer was, hey, I'm just glad that you got 10 fingers, 10 toes, and you can think for yourself. I can't ask more or want more of you. Because that's enough. And from the standpoint of being a father, yes, that is enough. I'm just glad you're healthy. I'm glad your brain works. I'm glad your motor skills are intact. Who am I to tell you what to do with your ability to act into this, into this world? Hold on one second. It's a little loud. No, I can't do that for you. I'm glad that you can do it for yourself. My purpose is, is, is served at this point. And through surrendering that part of my identity towards what I knew was the truth for me and my soul, I was rewarded by the reaction that my father had. And that weight was lifted off of me, this huge weight that was on me for so many years. I give myself this label out of fear while also not even moving in the religion the way that it's what I'm supposed to. I, I was smoking. I was drinking. I was partying. I was going to strip clubs. I was, you know, doing everything that a Muslim's not supposed to do. I had a baby before marriage. I'm not married. All these things. But I call myself Muslim? No. And I'm not saying that doing these things uh, are some sort of validation or it has anything to do with my spiritual path, but it's just a part of my learning. And it was a part of my learning who I am and, and really just what I deemed, you know, just the pleasures that I felt were important from life or whatever. I don't know. I'm still figuring that part out when it comes to pleasure. Like, yes, surrendering to my soul in surrendering my flesh to the universe, not really chasing desires of the flesh. 
just so I could pay more attention to my soul. But does that mean surrendering pleasure? Like, what does that mean? So what do I do with that? I'm still in the process of that. So I'm not here an expert speaking to you like, well, I know everything. No, I'm just sharing who I am and what I've gone through in hopes that it kind of gives clarity for some of you out there because I know just how frustrating and difficult it was for me. Especially just with this term surrender. What does it mean? Surrender. What does it mean? Surrendering to who I am. Understanding that I'm perfect. Who I am, what I am, what I have, where I am in my life is perfect. There's, it could not be more perfect or less perfect. It's just right there in the sweet spot. So if I meet someone, why would I add to it or take anything away just so I can manipulate this connection, this possible connection? No. If I don't have a car... And I meet someone, hey, I'm so-and-so and I don't have a car. I'm just giving an example of how vulnerable and truthful you are once you've surrendered. You tell the truth. You don't add anything. You don't subtract anything about who you are, what you have. You know, sometimes I find myself giving my aspirations and the things, you know, that I think of and the things that I believe to serve as a placeholder for what used to be (laughs) nice clothes or a car or all these things, you know, because I, I hold that to the same importance. But I'm still learning how to just let things be as they be and allow people to see what they see and decide based on what they feel and the vibrations that they feel, whether this connection is right for them. So I, I shouldn't have to paint anything, not even with my intellect or my aspirations, my heart, my soul, what I'm going through, my spiritual journey. I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to do any of that. I should just be able to show up. If a question is asked, I answer it. If something that I find, you know, I want to ask, I ask it. And based on what they say, if it does not align with what I know, with my vibrations, if it doesn't align with my vibrations, then I have to be willing to surrender. This isn't from me. I'm going to let you go because we're just going to hit a brick wall eventually. So I'm not here to take from you, to take anything, you know, from you. Time, anything. It doesn't matter if the person wants me so badly. If I know, I know. That's enough for me. So I have to let it go. It doesn't matter what I could have got out of the situation. It doesn't matter if I could have taken this girl to bed or whatever. Doesn't matter. That's what surrendering to divine will releasing desires of the flesh it gets real deep sometimes you know it gets to a point where it's like look i've been celibate for like nine months but it's at a point now where 
I can do it and I don't I don't look at it as a bad thing. I don't look at it like, ah, oh, I'm just looking for that one that I could break this celibacy. No, it's it's literally like I'm looking for that one that wants me, that makes me want to even give that part of myself. Like I'm not looking, but if I come across anyone, I have to really hold that standard very high for myself because I have high standards. I view my body as a temple and I cannot disturb its peace with someone else's energy that's not a vibrational match to my own. I've surrendered my desires. And also surrendering to the point where this life is also to be enjoyed. So if there's a time where I'm out with others, I actually haven't been drinking. I used to drink like all the time. And I took a real long break, but I've been placed in certain situations where in my mind, I'm like, look, I've actually learned the lesson that I was supposed to learn. So this is at a point where it's crossing into dogma. Am I going to, you know, I do view my body as a temple and alcohol does not help it in any way, shape or form. So I'm not sitting here saying drinking is something that you should be able to do if you just want to enjoy life. No, it's just certain situations for myself when I allow myself to get that cup of wine or whatever, just because it's like, look, I'm with people. We're out. We're having fun. And honestly, I want to feel that at this moment. But it's to each his own. You know, I've only said that just to say this life isn't about not enjoying it. It's actually about enjoying it, but it's about enjoying it, enjoying it out of authenticity for who you are. So if you do want that drink, take that drink. It doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of people who might get mad at what I just said, but it's like if you if you want it get it. If it's not going to go against something in yourself or set you on a path of destruction, if you know that it'll set you on a path of destruction, then definitely abstain. And I'm only using drinking as an analogy for anything. It could be anything. But first and foremost, understanding that the flesh is not what you put first you put your soul first so if your soul is calling for you to release these things it might call for you to release certain foods release certain uh sugars or you know you might not be able to 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 consume refined sugar but you can consume honey your body will tell you these things surrendering to your body and what it tells you what's for you what's not for you people that's for you people that's not for you it's 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 a big thing, but surrender in itself is surrendering to divine will and getting in tune and receptive to what divine will is, what it looks like when it's giving you its signs and paying attention and then following through. And you'll never be steered wrong. You'll never be steered wrong. Because it's about your soul inevitably. But your soul is like... 
It's not bound by space. It's not bound by time. It's not bound by society. It's not bound by any rules. Each of us individually know what our soul is asking for, what is calling us to release, what is calling us to add through expanding its reach, its ability, you know? If you guys have any questions, definitely hit me up on Instagram. That's I am here podcast on Instagram. The I am here podcast. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here for you through being here for me. I give me to you so you can give you back to you. I love you all and peace.